Broadcasting from the Loading Ready Run Orbiting Underground Moon Base, it's the Lurcast! I, I appreciate that you actually waited until I was done the intro to start singing. Um, I, I will tell you, as editor of the podcast, there's nothing I hate more than to hear Alex chime in with the song. Yeah. As Graham or somebody else is doing the intro. Right. So you hear Lurcast, and then just you hear Alex being like, do, and it's like, damn it, Alex. <sighs> hey, guys. One note song. We are here for the second episode of guilty pleasures um this is recorded the day after uh the one that you heard last week uh none of us have heard it uh i sort of tangentially paid attention um when they were recording it yesterday but all i heard them talk about was like captain america for 20 minutes so i i don't know what they were talking about but we're here to talk about guilty pleasures damn it right so, exactly so we, we might be non-canonical is what you're saying i think that's the plan that's okay. cool um so Okay, well, I guess let's start with the concept of guilty pleasures, and then actually, an and then and then mm. actually talk about the things that we love that we should be feel shame for. I right, suppose. Our mouths and um, around a bit. Do you guys agree with the term guilty pleasure? I mean, is it uh, like do you do you actually for the things that you're about to talk about? Do you actually feel guilt or shame for enjoying these things? There are there are there are groups of people I will not relate the fact that I like this stuff mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. and so I wonder if that's like there's a being a fan of anything. There's always going to be stuff where you're like, um, you know, I really like this. I mean, like. Talking about Captain America, it's like, oh yeah, the Captain America movies is kind of like, but those were fun and interesting and exciting. And even if you're into comics or you're not into comics, it's kind of like, it's still, it was an action movie and it's that kind of thing. I mean, if they made it like a serious drawn out drama or something, it's like, I really like that movie. It's like, why? It had nothing to do with, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's um, stuff that like, I, this couple things I'm going to bring up anyway, if I can remember all of them again. Um, <laughs> it's like, people I work with, I wouldn't tell them that I'm into this. But if they happen to, you know, see my lock screen, they might be like, what's that all about? And then I might tell them about it, but it'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to volunteer that information. Now, by guilty pleasure, are we talking like legally incriminating or just, you know, things we don't want to talk about? Uh, I may need to change my list. Let's go. Let's go both. I'm curious. Let's see if we can get somebody arrested Mm -hmm. because of one of our podcasts. All right. Um, Yeah, no, I mean... uh, there are I, I guess I would agree with that. There are there are people who I probably won't go out of my way to tell them that I like something. Um uh here's the thing, actually. I'll I'll lead it lead us off right away. Um just because it's something that I've sort of gotten judged for a lot over the last Yay. couple of weeks. Is uh at PAX. At PAX South, um, Jamie, who works for Penny Arcade and who is a big part of Child's Play, uh, was wandering around, hanging out with everybody, and she ended up painting nails uh, in Bandland, which is where we hang out most of the time. Cool. And I was like, hey, hook me up. Because I was like, I don't care. I, like, I have no problem with painted nails, and it, you know, I'd stand out, and why not? Like, let's, just, let's do it. Sure. So I painted them, and they were orange, and they look super cool, and I love them. And we're like, you know what, let's make this like a tradition. Let's like, at East, you'll paint my nails red. And if you're watching the video, and I don't know if you can see it, but I still actually have my pinky painted the the red from East. Mm-hmm. And wow, that 
the painted nails actually more so in Boston than in San Antonio elicited a lot of negative responses from people. Like what the hell is that? Like did, like the the default is oh did you, like did your little sister get bored uh, or why would you do that? And it's just like I because I felt like it and none of your business. Like I don't like I don't need to explain myself to you for enjoying doing something. Um and I Nothing else I'm going to talk to, nothing else I'm going to say today has gotten me so much grief than these painted nails have the last two times I've done it. And I'll do it again at Prime. Um, what, what's, what's funny about that is that um, I, I saw that and I was like, I could never do that. No? You know, and I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with you doing it or really anybody doing it, but it's just kind of one of those things where I'm like, I could never do that myself and that's what makes it hard for me to relate that's fair right yeah i mean like I, I but i'm mean, not gonna judge anybody about that kind of i mean pendulette went around for years might still with his ring finger colored red and when people would ask him it's like why do you have that and he's like because it's to remind me of the first guy i killed who asked me that question <laughs> i thought it was just because he voted in, in an indian election recently <laughs> oh is that what they do yes. okay cool oh my god that's amazing that's a great story um so yeah, it was really interesting. I mean, the thing that actually shocked me more about that was I got more sort of sideways looks at in Boston than I did in San Antonio. Yeah. Everybody in San like and I'm talking about like outside of the the convention center right. where I don't think I actually got I got maybe one person in East inside packs to be like, "Dude, what?" <laughs> but outside, like when you go for dinner or when you're at the hotel or anywhere in between, um there was a lot of hate for my painted nails in Boston. So chill out, Boston. Jesus, right. you're so mean. You're like Red Sox represent. You know, and like that didn't even work. The I remember when we when I was coming through the um, the coming back into Canada through security in Toronto. Um, the Ooh. the dude running security. First off, um, my the the penny arcade pins that oh, I yeah. have a bit of an unhealthy obsession with uh-huh. that got flagged real bad because mm-hmm. there's like this big hunk of steel <laughs> in my bag, and they're like, uh, "We're gonna need to look at this." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fair." Mm. But he was also very suspicious of my nails, which I thought was kind of weird because he thought maybe it was uh, oh because it makes you stand out. You're part of the counterculture. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, that was very interesting. But Some sort of religious affilation. <laughs> yeah, like, this exactly. This is how many planes I was on when I blew them up. <laughs> Jesus. This is getting dark. I know. All right, so Ian, do you buy into the guilty pleasures? Do you feel bad for liking the things that you do? Not at all. I mean, again, I have the same sort of uh, opinion here, that there are certain things that I will not tell certain people. I mean, a surge, if you're listening to this right now, you should turn off the podcast, because you're going to get very angry. But, especially when it comes to things like your, your painted nails. Things that don't hurt other people, Yeah, there's no reason whatsoever to be ashamed of that. No. Yeah. But, uh, I guess the first guilty pleasure I'll probably bring up here is my love of coffee. But not what I'm going to refer to as third wave coffee. <laughs> okay. I finally had it explained to me what the difference is between the different waves of coffee. I, right. I've never even heard of a wave of yeah. coffee. Well, you, you need to go on one of Serge's coffee adventures then. All right. He'll take you out and, and give you some very expensive coffee yep. that's very rare and uh, is very uh, acidic and very fruity and not the kind of coffee that I like to drink. Right. Which is what? Well... What I like to drink is, I think, what I call second wave plus. (laughs) (laughs) 
So first wave coffee. Let's okay. let's break it down here. First wave coffee was the the coffee that you know you used to get in the the diners. You know stuff that would sit on in a pot all day, single yeah. thing, and when it ran, runs out, they make a new pot. Second wave coffee is what happened when Starbucks came around. And okay, they sort of they lifted coffee out of the uh, out of the garbage, sure, and put it in everyone's mouths. Okay, and so it's a little bit better quality. You know, you start to learn a little bit more about the beans. And then third wave coffee is where you start thinking about coffee in the same vein that you think of as wine and fine whiskeys. <laughs> yeah. Where you're taking into account the, the terroir and the, mm. the origin of the coffee. And not just the terroir and the origin, but also the roasting methods and whatnot. And you start to, you taste the coffee and you have to taste the coffee at different levels. So you, you, a fresh, hot, right out of the, uh, right out of the brew method right. coffee. The taste profile is going to change as you drink it, so it's going to get a little bit uh, more sweet or more sour as the as the cup cools. Huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, all of the third wave coffees I've tasted don't really have the coffee flavor that I actually guiltily like. Okay. Right. And the reason I feel like this is a guilty pleasure is because I, I am I'm a scotch snob, let's face it. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people who says, oh yeah, just roll it around in your mouth, feel the butter, and uh, <laughs> taste the uh, taste the flocktals. And, uh, I don't get that with... There's nothing I've tasted so far in the third wave coffee, in this really highfalutin coffee, right. that I like. And so I guess that's... Yeah, it, it makes me feel like I'm a hypocrite, which is a word that I hate so All right. much. All right. Because we, ha- we put so much emphasis on, in our society right now, about not being a hypocrite. Yeah, right. When, in fact, being hypocrites... In reality, it's just called changing your mind based on new information. Sure. Yeah. So there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. But you know, coffee wise, I just like a good solid cup of coffee that has a good dark mouthfeel to it. Mm. Something uh, something full bodied. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be fussy about it. Doesn't mean I'm not going to make it in my fancy AeroPress with fresh ground beans and a nice roast. <laughs> but that roast doesn't have to have been. I don't care what the wash profile of the roast sure. is. Yeah, yeah. And I do want it dark and oily. Which apparently is a sin. Oh, dear. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here drinking a Tim Hortons medium double-double, so <laughs> nah, I'm worse. So Be- I, can, I can get judged from both ends is what's going on. <laughs> so um, that's actually something I did hear them talking about uh, in the last version, or in the last episode of this podcast was, do you when, you, when somebody finds out that you like something that maybe they don't like so much, and they judge you for it or they make fun of you for it or even more actually i'm more interested in if somebody makes fun of something that you like without them knowing that you like it ah do you take offense to that does that upset you do you get do you get angry or sad or feel bad for what you like or do you just get angry at them and are like dude come on i'm like i'm sitting right here (laughs) it it depends on the item but i think it, it comes into a teachable moment I guess. Uh, I guess it also comes. It comes down to where that person's coming from. Right? Are, are they punching it up or punching it down? Sure. Like, I mean, I like. I feel. I feel offended if somebody is um, unfair. Like, and this happens at uh, when I'm sitting around having coffee, and I don't even drink coffee, obviously. But when I'm having coffee with my workmates, and somebody mentions something that's kind of demonstrably untrue hmm. like something is like i have not only do i have my opinion but i have actual facts that don't back up the thing that you're saying um and then i'm trying to tell them it's like 
that's, you know, you know, here's the thing, uh, you know, X is wrong, but Y is actually right, and here's the reasons why, and they're like, oh, okay, you know, and, and I always worry that I'm coming down as kind of the, as kind of the guy that's like, you know, um, being a know-it-all, or like, uh, I'm kind of throwing this back in their faces, and so more often than not, I just kind of like to, I can't think of even a single example where this has happened recently, but it's always kind of been... Um, I try not to open my mouth <laughs> very much because I just want to have a nice work day. I don't want to actually screw up anybody else's day. Right. Because uh, I also don't want to make them feel bad for the way they feel about something either. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's, um, I don't, if I was going to, if I was going to, like, if somebody was like, I have a bad opinion about this thing, and I'm like, I have a good opinion about this thing, I don't necessarily want to change their minds. But I do want them to realize it's like, oh, well, this person actually has a valid reason for having a good opinion about this. You know, it's something they enjoy and it's not really worth it to me to take the, their fun out of it. Right. Um, it's to kind of be like, maybe you need to think a little bit more about how, like, you opening your mouth um, and saying something that's going to offend a, you know, a, a chunk of people sure. when you don't really know anything about it. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's weird because then you actually have to start thinking about the idea of what is a guilty pleasure again. Mm. I mean, to to me, because I know th- that there is a different level of coffee. Right. Like, this suddenly becomes a guilty pleasure to me, but and I can look, but I can look down then or look down on uh, lower forms of coffee. And would you consider that a guilty pleasure, knowing that I think of this as a good coffee? You know what I found always weird is that um, because you uh, like you like brew house. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is a cheap Alberta beer. Yeah. And um, and when you moved out here, you're like, I found a new cheap beer again. Mm-hmm. What is it? Hell's... Hell's Bach. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I found a new cheap beer. And I'm and it always flummoxed me, knowing what knowing how you enjoy scotch. Like, good whiskeys mm-hmm. are buying good, like, good hard liquor. That you would go out, buy, like, a $10 bottle of wine and be like, I found, like, a new gem. And it's kind of like... And I can understand that because it's like, I found something that is actually good and only $10 a bottle, which means I can get really drunk on it uh, and still enjoy the the entire way through. <laughs> but then cheap beer was always one of those things that you're kind of conditioned to understand that cheap beer is not a good thing. Because there's so many, so many people out there drinking fine craft beer. And to you... Or at least pretending to. Like, right. It's like, it. I really like this because it cost me $3 a bottle, mm-hmm. you know, or $6 a bottle Ooh, or whatever. shocked up. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so that always really surprised me that you were like, I found a new cheap beer. It's like, I would have thought that you would have not been all about that. But then again, that, you know, but it's something you like. So I'm like, well, it's, I would never, I don't even drink beer, so I'm not going to bring it up. But it, it kind of made me think like, I can't square that circle. So that's why, you know, when, I'm, when people have differing opinions about stuff with me, it's kind of like, I have to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's like they must know what they like and what they're talking about but it also then makes me think i shouldn't just jump to conclusions because what if i'm talking shit about something that's one of their guilty pleasures like reality tv right yeah exactly like i can't stand reality tv it drives me up the wall but if people like it i'm not about to say you know, no, it's bad. Or like when you showed us... It's like, a good point. We, we were just sitting around watching The uh, King of the Nerds. Yeah, season three for oh, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might be one of my guilty pleasures then because it's, yeah, it's terrible TV, apparently. Yeah. Because that's, whatever, <laughs> because that's what everyone thinks of as reality TV. Exactly. And I think it's, it's the closest thing to a good reality show since Strip Search. Yeah, like Strip Search was great because that was the thing about, um, like when I sat down to watch that, I'm like, oh no, what did this become? Like, and, you know, and Lur's involved and all that. And so was this going to be any good or not? And I watched him like, oh wow, everybody... 
got along. Everybody mm. liked each other. Nobody wanted anyone else to lose. And and that actually made it more that made it more than the kind of stuff that's always been on the air. And it kind of it made me rethink my classification of okay, what qualifies as reality TV? If this is reality TV, but people actually are willing to get along and maybe not work together, but at least you know, like each other and understand that, you know, this is not a personal thing. This is all about winning the competition. And it's like, we can still get along and be friends. And it was like, that's so, that's a positive. Right. So maybe I should rethink how, what I think about reality TV. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so just circling back really quickly, you were talking about um, the the relationship that you have with your coworkers mm-hmm. when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, does that change for you when it becomes a close friend? And I mean, I guess you just sort of talked about it really quickly there with King of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when you know, does does your does it change when Ian comes in and makes fun of something that you like um, without maybe him knowing it? My heart breaks every time. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I will never like your taste in anime. No, I'm, I'm aware of that, you know. But that's fine because there's like, um, I'll never be able to get into Gundam the way that you get into Gundam. Exactly. I can understand why Gundam's a good series, but I understand it academically. <laughs> like, I don't understand it from a point of pleasure. Which is weird. It's like, I watch all of Zeta Gundam with you, and I'm like, this is a good show, but I cannot sit down and watch the whole oeuvre and, and be like, yeah, I got to take all this stuff in. It's like, it's not a driving force for me. And I'm, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's for you yeah. and I'm glad it's for other people. But, but, you know, that's it's the same thing. I'll sit down and I'll watch an episode of Gintama that you really... Like, oh, yeah. You, you, you try your hardest to find out, okay, which of these, epi- these thousands of episodes yep. is Ian, you're going to tick Ian's boxes to get him into this. <laughs> yep. And... Nope. Nope. <laughs> can't do it. So is it enough to, to, be, to say to somebody... I don't like what you like, but it's okay that you like it. Do you think, like, is that enough? Like, if I was like, I hate anime, mm. but it's okay that you like anime. Yeah. And that's not true. I'd like anime just fine. But it, I hate it, but it's okay that you do. Is that, does that come off as, does it just make, make me look like a douche? I think you really or, have to respect the person first before yeah. you can get to that stage. And I think that's some place that we should all be with other human beings. Yeah. Because yeah. that, like, that's, I feel like that's the biggest hurdle that we sort of do need to get over is that um most of the time when somebody makes fun of something that i like but then just sort of tries to reassure me that it's okay that i like it it's like like a i know that it's okay that i like it because i like it so fuck you yeah and you're just coming off as just a condescending douche right now. Well, Ooh, it, it's like one of those things where it's like, I'm going to say this shitty thing. Oh, don't worry. I'm just joking around, even though I really hate it. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's bring this back to a really good example here that, that recently showed up on the Twitter sphere. Mm. Who likes sports? I like sports. Sports, I'm, sports, sports. I can take it or leave it. I really don't like sports. <laughs> we got, a whole we got the whole spectrum here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you feel when someone tweets about sports? Or more importantly, how, how do you feel, James, when someone makes fun of sports on the Twitters or in your person? Um, I don't... It doesn't really bother me. Like Again, like it, it's to each their own, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you... Like, I, I'm at a point where... I, I've reached this point in my life where I'm super not concerned what other people think about things that I either like or don't like. Right. I don't care. I don't have time to focus the the, the kind of hate or anger or anything like that. Um, that is just is just a waste of my time. I'd rather just go watch sports. Right. <laughs> right. So when somebody is like 
sports are dumb and you're dumb for liking sports, I'll just be like, whatever, that's fine. Um, if you have a legitimate reason as to why sports are dumb and why I shouldn't watch them, you know, a good, actually a really good example right now is, um, it's March Madness right now, right. It's the NCAA tournament, big basketball tournament. Um, a lot of people have an issue with this tournament, not because of basketball, but because of the way that the players are treated. Right. That's a legitimate, ex- let, let, that's a legitimate reason for you to say sports are bad and this is why. Right. Right. But if you're, if you're just here to tell me sports are bad because players make too much money and it's stupid and it's a waste of time and it's not contributing to society, then no, screw you. I don't care. But by the way, the argument that player, players make too much money, I always reduce down to players make more money than I do. And that makes me <laughs> yep. upset. Yes, exactly. And that's the thing, right? And that's like, that's, I mean, that that's what most of this boils down to is that it upsets you. And the only outlet that you have is to call people who like what you don't like dumb for liking it. Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, with sports, it's like, that's fine. So, I mean, when people talk about sports on Twitter, do you get angry? Like, is this something that, like... I used to be one of those people who, who would who'd go on Twitter and do the, oh, her, 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 sports ball. <laughs> How do you shot puck? Yeah. And all that bullshit. And then someone just, it was very recently, I think it was the last big, uh, during the Super Bowl, okay. when there was kind of a backlash against that sort of thing. <coughs> and it, it clicked in my head as well at that point. Like, yeah, why am I making fun of people I know, people I respect for liking a thing? Yeah. That's not the nerd way. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if, if you like something that is actually, you know, bad for society, then yes, sure. Yes. You know... I really like DDTs. You know, I, I want to spread the world in them. Okay, no, that's bad. You're dumb. Oh, I thought you meant like the wrestling move. <laughs> Sorry, br- briefly, it Those did occur are okay. to me. I was like, wait, I like DDTs, and that's the first thing I thought of. And I, was, I mean, oh. wrestling's another great example, right? Absolutely. A lot of people, like, there's a huge divide in wrestling where it's just oh. like, um, either you love it or you hate it. You're not sort of middle of the ground on it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can be, but a lot of people, the vocal majority of people are either like, yeah, wrestling, or are you serious? Like, yeah. What is wrong with you? It's it's a bunch of grown men trouncing around acting like idiots with a bad script. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's it's enjoyable and it's fun and it's it's entertainment. Yeah. So, all right. So, let, let's, let's pull the big, big guns here. What is the biggest... What do you perceive as your biggest guilty pleasure? Something that you like that you believe very few other people do like or that you hear you hear bad things about almost all the time. Pornography. My, my Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing we didn't say those at the exact yes. same time. <laughs> Pornography actually is a big one for me, too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you want to talk guilty pleasure, that's kind of the canonical guilty pleasure. But, um, but yeah, My Little Pony. But it's, like, of, it's like the guilty pleasure that you know that everybody else... Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like even though people might come out and say, you know, uh, you know that in that at some point they derived pleasure from it, <laughs> and that's their own guilt usually yes. kicking in and being like, no, I have to be against this in public, and it's kind of like, eh, you know, and you can make all the, you can make all the uh, the same kind of you know the players are paid too much kind of arguments about this, um, where it's you know all the things where it's like oh so and so. Uh, she had this terrible childhood and that's why she's doing this or like all these kind of things. It's like, you don't know any of that for sure. Or those things that you do know about that, that's like isolated cases. It's not always the same way or the industry is changing or they're doing this or they're doing that. And it's kind of like, you know, I mean, most people don't get that into the industry of pornography. (laughs) Let's be fair. But, (laughs) but yeah, it's, I think those kind of arguments can be made for 
a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't feel particularly guilty about it, uh, but I'm not about to sit down with my coworkers and start talking about pornography. Sure. That's, yeah. that's a hard sell. Yeah. I don't even want to sit down with my friends and talk about pornography generally. You know, it's like, it's a very isolated case. You generally want to talk about it in like the broad strokes. Uh, so I should cross off the pornography podcast that I was going to pitch to you guys. Well, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Ian? Uh, in, in actuality, I would say the the big one I hazard to show people and but will eventually be dis- displayed all throughout my house is i have a i have a thing for vinyl figures oh right of the japanese variety yeah and uh i have to limit myself in my collection just to figures of women in actual uniforms that exist so and I, not like school uniforms no 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 there i have two collections uh and they're of the girls of the train systems of japan and the girls of the Japanese Self Defense Force, and I counted them up as I was uh, as I was cleaning them to move. I have over two hundred of these things. Wow! Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Yeah, you and, think collecting amiibos is bad? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's one thing to have your airsoft sitting on your your Billy bookcase as your uh, real estate agent comes into your house to sign <laughs> some papers and have them not know that it's airsoft. It's another thing to have really weird. Uh, Japanese figures of little girls and have to answer questions about what those are for. Well, it's odd, right? Because, I mean, it's it's not easy if they're trains. Like, this is even more specific. It's not mm. trains. It's not girls dressed up as trains or anything. It's like, no, they're dressed as the conductor yes. or as the attendant. Or the maintenance workers. Right, exactly. Or and, the janitors. And I love that kind of stuff because that that's like real ephemera to mm-hmm. me. When I see that, I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what any of this is, but they're all... You know, they all mean something. Mm-hmm. It's not that this one has brown hair and is named Kumiko or whatever. It's like, no, the, she does this for this, for JR. She yeah. does this for this private company. It's like, it's so, it's so, um, uh, I don't want to say eccentric. <laughs> Esoteric. Specific, too. Well, it is specific, and that's what I like about that. So I can never, you know, but I always thought, like, wow, you have a lot of those. Yeah. And it's, it, 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 this, the whole figure obsession is kind of a guilty pleasure for me. Though I did get one moment of uh, retribution on that. Okay. And that was when I was having new appliances installed. And I had the delivery people, this, you know, big gruff delivery guys. <laughs> yep. And they're bringing my new fridge in. And one of them says, oh, yeah, watch out for the Gundam. Yeah. Nice. And I'm like, how do you know what that is? <laughs> You're not one of us. You have muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. I was trying to think of something. Um, I don't even know. I want to say, like, Entourage, possibly, just because of the amount of hate that that show gets. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, but I love that show so much. And then I was trying to think of other things, and I thought about Smash Mouth, another <laughs> band that people just hate. But that first album that they put out, it's gold. Go listen to it. It's so good. I mean... I will admit they got worse over time, but no, that first album is phenomenal. Um, but is that the one with Walking on the Sun? Yeah, and with is All Star on that as well? No, All Star oh. was later. Oh, I see. Okay. All Star was that yeah. for the like they wrote that that song for that movie. Oh, what movie was that? That dumb movie with um, it's like that weird superhero movie with like Janine Garofalo and R- Mystery Men that was written for Mystery really? Men, wasn't it? I. I mean, it was used in every movie in the nineteen mm. nineties. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was, I was going to say the a Knight's Tale. Oh, no maybe I'm wrong. We'll we'll double check that and let yeah. you know. Um, we'll fact check. Yeah. Um, but actually, I had another question. Um, 
guilty like the term guilty pleasure has been around for a really long time what i think has actually made guilty pleasures a lot less have a lot less stigma to them and and you feel so isolated is the internet right yeah um 15 years ago you know you had you would have had a collection of 200 little girl figures yeah and nobody to really talk about it with now you have a massive community mm-hmm. that you can go out and you can see other people like you know that there are other people out there like you who enjoy these things yeah. so i feel like that's a, a big reason as to why people don't feel well, so bad about about the things that they like anymore is because you have so many people out there who you know like this stuff let's right? take it a step further 15 years ago i wouldn't have even known that these things existed fair yeah, yeah, yeah. i couldn't have even had this guilty pleasure that's true so yeah, I believe the internet has played a pretty massive role in in making fe- making people feel less bad about liking the things that they do because they can go out and they can you know I mean there's a subreddit for everything. I, I will I will also though I will add the corollary uh, corollary that um, the internet has also helped <laughs> people true. feel worse yep. about the things that, that they, they like yep. because you're exposed to. The, the people who take it to an obsessive end. And me mentioning My Little Pony, that's a very good point. Oh, God, yes. Because I, like, I, don't like, I don't like anything before the fourth gen stuff through, for like Friendship is Magic, right? I don't even really like the figures that much. I don't like a lot of those kind of things. What I like is the show. And that's one of those things where I like it because it's written well, it's animated well. Um, the cast used to be having a hell of a good time doing it. Um, and the fact that the big thing was is that every, they seemed to be paying a lot of attention to their internet presence. They were really interested in, oh, the fans have cottoned on to this Derpy Hooves character as something they've taken for their own. Hey, you know what? As a joke, let's kind of slip her into every episode if we can. Yeah. And to me, what that said was is that as creators, not only are we listening to what our fans are saying, we're actually actively trying to give them some sort of feedback to say, hey, we see you out there. We know you like this. So we're going to help, you know, engender that in you. The problem I have is there's always there's always a contingent of people who take it way too far. And uh, and then it at least by my you know, the way I feel about it, they take it way too far. And then you end up having to fight off some of those questions of people who always hear the worst of anything. And right. it's, it's like people who were furries when CSI did a an episode that involved uh, YIF piles and stuff like that. It's yeah. like when somebody finds out that, oh, wait, you like to dress up like a fox. You put fox ears on and a foxtail on or whatever. You must be into this weird kind of animal-suited sex pile thing. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not. I'm not into that kind of – I'm not into that thing either. <laughs> I'm not a furry. But it's like – but I understand it. And it's kind of – it's unfortunate because it's like a lot of times the only t- uh, the only time people get a taste of something is they get a taste of the worst thing yep. first, mm-hmm. and then you have to. That's the thing that makes me feel guilty. Is I'm like I have to try to explain this to you and also not come off like a creep. How do I do that? How do I say I like a cartoon that's intended for ten year old girls without sounding like a creep? Right, and that's the part where the guilt kicks in. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you, I don't know I don't how you do it, man. And I think with that we're going to end it. Um, with Beej's sad tale of trying to explain to people why he likes My Little Pony. Absolutely. It's fine. We love you anyways. Thank you. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, uh, the Alertcast is brought to you by you, the viewers at home, and all of the lovely people who support our Patreon every month. And we love you guys so much. If you don't know what that is, go to patreon.com slash loadingreadyrun. It is basically you give us money and we do awesome things. And uh, you guys have been unbelievably generous so far this year, and we really appreciate it and want to thank you for it. And uh, we will see you next week with a new episode of the Lurcast. Bye, guys. Bye.